We are brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am joined by a very special guest, Tim Capstraw of Nets Radio on his 20th season of doing this. I actually have a fun tidbit that I definitely didn't just get from Tim one second ago. He has done 1,642 games consecutively, never missed a game covering the Nets, uh, of course, on radio. Tim, it's an honor to have you here. Uh, Big inspiration for me, and um, I'm excited we get to sit down and talk about these Nets. No, I'm looking forward to it. And in a lot of ways, you and some of the other guys over at Nets Daily have really inspired me. And you're motivating me to get pick up my social media game and do, do a little videos. You're putting a little pressure on me, man. <laughs> Your stuff is so darn good. I got, I got, I'm feeling some stress right here. I got I to gotta step it up. Well, if it makes you feel any better, you did, you've been just cranking them out. You had the one on LaMarcus, which was awesome, by the way, uh, talking about his game as a pick-and-pop player and the way you described it, just with that he's so good at finding shooting pockets or, or pockets for him to get his shot off. Um, and then also the video on drop coverage. I was like, uh-oh, might be, I got to get a video out. Like, I'm, I'm falling behind here, So we're so. competing. We're competing. <laughs> we're competing. Uh, <laughs> and you know I who's winning? Well, who's winning is every Nets fan. They're getting, you know, they're winning. The now, you know something? <laughs> I, I'm not going to try to keep up with you. you you're going to, your details... You're going to go with the details. I kind of have a slightly different – you're unbelievable for the, for the major hoop guy, you know? Thank the you. major hoop dude, man, that every detail, every this, you give the great – that you give the language of basketball along with it. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of trained now over the years to, yes, know the game, and yet when I explain it, because I don't have a visual aid. I, I'm on radio. Right. Um, I have to d- try to, okay, how can I do this in layman's, layman's terms? And it, it, it's a little bit different approach. And I have to try to, try to, I should say, bring some entertainment value. Right. Uh, maybe, it, maybe a joke, maybe a, a quote, something like that. But so your attention to detail uh, sharpens me up and, the other thing is, if I if, before we even get going, yeah, why there was zero hesitation when you asked me to do this? Because I, I sometimes I work for the net, so I got to be a little cautious, you know, right. at times. Um, you guys, you, uh, Brian, Alex, Chris Mulholland, the Godfather Bob, everybody, everybody that works. The amount, the amount of work that you have saved me over the years. You know what I mean? Because I do my homework, but the head start you give me is right. unbelievable. Or what Ned Staley has given me over the years is so appreciative. So I, I appreciate so much. And the work you guys do, uh, if you're all stocks, I'd buy every one of you. You know, <laughs> and I, I had money on Pooch a while. I. You know, John Schulman. I I, re- I go back to everybody. Yep. You know, and and what he's done. So uh, it is an amazing, an amazing sight. So I'm sorry I got off on this tangent. We haven't no, even started. No, this is great. Are we on yet? We're on, aren't we? We're, we're on. on. We could be on. We could, you know, we could, I can do the intro again. Whatever you want to do. All right, can... go, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that, that means a ton, seriously. Uh, and um, I like that you mentioned the – 
explaining it in layman's ter- layman's terms because I think that's really important um, when you're, go- you know, I mean, let's say you're trying to make content for, um, you know, your average fan. I- I've always believed in that because I had to teach myself everything. So for me, when I'm trying to explain stuff, yeah, I want to try to explain it so that it's like my mom can understand it. My mom just read my article. She texted me like, t- uh, I think, 10 minutes ago. So. No, no, you do a great job. Of that. You know <laughs> what you. you do in your videos? That's outstanding. Mm. You say, OK, here's a flare screen. A flare screen is when somebody comes on a backside angle and comes up to the hip and sets the screen. You're like, you say the word and then give the definition of what it is. Keep doing that. Yep. That's great stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, as much as I'd love to be showered in compliments for the whole 30 minutes or whatever we got here, um, I want to get your thoughts on the team. So I, I guess we'll start here. Like, What's your initial takeaway about the Nets so far? Well, my initial takeaway is I really enjoy this watching this group. Mm. I, I don't I, I, I just enjoy it. I think there's a I think there's a level of joy in the group. I think they I think they I from my view. And again, I, I don't have as much of an inside look as people might think. In fact, especially with the covid, we're not around much at all. Yeah, seems like there's a joy. There's an, a, 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 an enjoyment of playing the game, of working hard, of knowing who the stars are, having a coach who's a unifier. He's very much a unifier of people. He just is. And the guys that are playing different roles at different times of their life, uh, of their careers, and, 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 and enjoying it, whether it be uh, putting the hard hats on and the steel boots, the blue collar. I love that. Oh, it's the best and, thing ever. It's, it's the best part- I think it's the best inside joke they've had in, I don't even, it, what is it, been a couple years? I would say since like the dancing on the bench and the uh, D'Angelo well, yeah, Russell but team. Uh, dancing on the bench, but think about it though. There's actually something of value to this. Yeah. Because there's nothing you want more than to get the guys on the bench to be doing, putting a hard hat on yeah. and the boots, right? right? So like, if you, that will get you. If, if drawing a charge like that will get them all going or just diving on the floor will get them all going, well, th- what a beautiful thing. I mean, the dancing was, you know, was great. It was really enjoyable. And he, it showed a lot of team atmosphere. But now you're getting real effort out of it, you know, effort out yep. of it. You know, in fact, I, I don't know about you, but I ordered my, my hard hat on Amazon. I'm coming in <laughs> Tuesday with a hard hat. I, I, somebody's going to be, make some money off the hard hat and we got to get there. We got to, I got to get BSB stickers. We got to have everything going. The hard hat's got to be out come Tuesday night when these guys come back. Yeah. You got to get the power tools. Maybe that's, all. Uh, I, I won't, I won't show up to games anymore with like a laptop or anything. I'm just going to show up with power tools. Uh, it's nice, fresh hardwood, you know, a good, 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 good yellow hard hat. That's what I'm coming in. That guy, I'm putting the hat, I'm getting the hat. I'm wearing the hat for the game. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'd be quite the visual. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I also think like that, the the kind of blue collar mentality is what's so interesting about this team. I was thinking about today. A, you know, they're kind of playing their ga- their guys on back to back so far, which I think is interesting. Um, it's been what they they've had one. If they had two so far, back to back. Yeah, this yeah. Year. You know, Chris Carino, who's so brilliant. You know, we we're talking about that the other day, and, yeah. and I, I happened to go before the game. I go, Chris. I go, Chris. You know, these guys aren't sitting on a back to back. Yeah. You know? I, I go. It's like it's like this hard hat mentality, 
is, is you know, it's a nine to five job right now. And Carino, who's brilliant, goes, there's no load management down at the plant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy I'm not the only one. I, is that the best line ever? There's no load management down at the plant. You work nine to five. You punch in, you punch out. That's a t-shirt right there. The the blue collar mentality on the back. It's the, uh, there, there's no load management at the plant. That's perfect for the back of the t-shirt. <laughs> uh, wow. That's great. Yeah. I just, it's, I'm, it's funny. You guys were thinking, I was just thinking about that today, walking home from work. I was just thinking in my head, wow, these guys are playing back to backs and they're playing so hard. Uh, just playing so hard. I mean, you can go down the, the list, but even somebody like Joe Harris, for example, like Joe Harris is, you know, fronting guys and, uh, you know, hanging with guys on, on these switches. If he's got a, a big man kind of on the block with him. Um, it's just, it's just been interesting. It's been a, it's been quite the change. And, and I like that they've leaned into the idea of, Hey, we can't really coast off talent. We can't do that this year. Um, and that's why you're seeing this, this blue collar mentality. I think it's really interesting and self-aware too. Yeah, it is self-aware, and they are a different team than they expected to be. And mm. maybe I am not—you never know how things turn out. Maybe if they were whole right now and they had their three stars and they were scoring 120 points, the attention to detail and effort on the defensive side may not be there. So there, there is a lot to say that this could be because these seasons are long, and you've got to continuously develop. And, and it's almost like there's four different seasons with, and then the playoffs. And it's in, in this season one of the 20 games right now, they're, they're really working and taking enormous pride on the defensive side of the floor and having success. And there also was uh, an excellent acquisition of some, like you explained in your recent video, these guys can play defense too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's nice to see everybody putting in an effort. But then when you get those couple guys, like they had Bruce Brown last year, you got Bembry now, you got Javon, you got guys. And I'm glad you mentioned it. Even the Joe Harris has seemed to be at a different level of of focus, intensity, toughness uh, on that defensive side. And maybe that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be the identity if in fact 115, 120 points came easy from the beginning of the season. I also think it helps like their scheme is not to, um, you know, just switch everything. So whether it's a good or a bad switch or a soft switch, if you want to call it that, um, they, they kind of, uh, just systematically, I guess, are, are in a position where they have to fight around picks. They have to, because of the way they're playing, uh, which you detailed really well in your video, um, talking about drop coverage and, and how the Nets are defending this year. So, I think that also plays into it too. Not only do they have the right guys, clearly the the vibes are we're going to play really hard and we're going to surprise teams this year by, you know, really digging in defensively. But also institutionally we have schemes that are set up so that we have to play that way. Yeah, and there's not a lot of different there's not a lot of variance in it right now. This is what this is kind of who we are right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh We'll switch one through four uh, if it's if it's if it's set up that way. But if there's a you know if there's a big on the floor five and there almost always is when it's when when he's involved and most most teams want that, then we're gonna fight over. We're gonna get up into the ball. We might go under at times. Yeah. And we're, we and we still I'm sure they have the what it provides though. 
right now is some flexibility that you don't know, you know, you want to have that be your base, I think, with the Nets. But I still think they could, you know, you always see late in the clock, last five, six seconds, everybody switches everything. Now, right. Right. I mean, because, you know, a shot's coming. So uh, but I think it's healthy. I think you're creating an identity. And, uh, you know, again, it's a long season. And yet starting with this toughness attitude and, and not just saying it, but when you're when your scheme presents the opportunity to be that kind of team, uh, I, I think that's really healthy. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm here. I would love to see, you know, because they have they're switching off ball still, which I think is interesting. Uh, as you said, they're switching, you know, the- but everybody does. This is yeah. kind of like the NBA now. This is right. it's like. It's like, you know, switchable. And now who becomes these really good teams now defensively the next level? Can you put five guys on the floor and not have a player that could be picked on? Right. You know what I mean? That's It's kind of like, all right, you look around. It's kind of like you come up the floor. Okay. who You know, you might run some sets. You might run some random action. But there are an awful lot of times when you're looking over the opposition saying, all righty, he's the weakest defender that man is going to come up and set a ball screen. We are then going to get forced to switch. And then uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, whoever are going to look to take it and take it and attack the paint. Cause you hear that over and over again, cause that is the key to successful offense to be able to do that enough. And uh, uh, you know, it's just interesting uh, to see where the, where, where defense is going. And, and we saw the Chicago bulls the other night, they didn't have that guy to pick on. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. went into that game, you're saying, oh, who are we going after here? Well, I, I, I guess you can go here, you can go there, you can, they'll play a drop coverage when Vucevic is in the, on the floor, but, you know, start the fourth quarter, you want to get into the paint, and they got all these athletic guys, and they got, you know, Derek Jones Jr. in there playing five or whatever they're doing. There wasn't, there was nowhere to go. So that that is the, that is probably, you know, the next level, if you can have five guys that could possibly defend every position, but most teams don't, and that's why the drop coverage is so important. We're getting too technical. Let's get. We, let's move we on. are. Well, let's move on. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see. Like, how about an area of improvement that you think the Nets can have, other than the obvious? Right now? I think. Yeah, right now. Well, we just talked about it, right? Defense. I mean, that was it. That was their area of improvement. Do you think there's additional? Of- Additional things? Do you think there's additional things they can improve? Oh, yeah, I think one thing will improve as the team will improve as, listen, I think James Harden's made nice strides. I think he's made uh, nice strides. And I think we all get, we get anxious. You know, we want, we want, you know, James Harden for two months last year was the best player in the NBA, in my opinion. Maybe because I watched him every night, but he was brilliant. He right now is having games where he's good. There's no doubt about it. He's good. But he probably ha- he has another, prob- you know, he's got some more steps to go to be that guy he probably, you know, at the level he was last year. So I think the team will improve as he continues to improve also. And then I just think other things will improve. Guys understanding uh, where to be at certain times. We see the guys sort of out of position. I think that, you know, I tell you a, 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 an area where they need to improve is, is just taking care of the basketball. I mean, it's almost like mm. it's become part of the opposition scouting report that, hey, they are careless with the ball at times. Go after it. Go yeah. after it. Take it. Well, you know, 
hey, this guy's probably, he scores 70% of the time off the dribble from the mid-range. Go for a steal. Give yourself a chance. You know, they really lunge hard, especially at, at Kevin Durant, James Harden. They really want to bother, and they've got to do a little bit better job uh, uh, securing the basketball. I think that's an area of improvement. But, again, it's a long season, and I, I really like where they are right now and the steps they're taking. I think James Harden's on track. I think the team's on track. And, and yet, I'm also impressed with the rest of the NBA right now, too, a lot of the teams. So, that, you know, everybody's got everybody's in the same boat. I just like the, the attitude and approach of this team, and I think they'll get there. I like that you bring up the, uh, the turnovers because I, I think one of the things that just trying to – figure out uh, this is what I do I I try to figure out things and I I you know I keep myself up late at night trying to figure out oh what's what's going on with the spacing what's going on with and a big thing was James Harden early in the year and I think in the last week what we've really seen uh, you know the burst the getting that first step getting yeah. into the paint that stuff's improved um I think his handle looks way better because th- this we're recording on Thursday right now. Nets played wow. uh, Orlando yesterday and on Wednesday, which was uh, they, they looked great. But I think a big part of it was that Harden's handle looked really good. And it kind of brought me back to last year. And Kevin Durant threw multiple uh, pressers just because he was in and out the lineup all year. Um, mentioned that, hey, one of the last things that comes for me is my handle. And you hear that from a lot of, you know, basically pretty much every single basketball player is that, Ball handling is the last thing to come along. So it made me think of that yesterday. Oh, yeah, this this is a big part of it, too. If he's keeping guys on this on their toes, not only with the threat of his drives and his, you know, his step back, but also his handle, the way he's, you know, I guess, tethering together moves. Um, it's it's a big part of what he does. So I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. And I think that's like that's low hanging fruit for them right there. Well, they can get some, but also their usage rate, and you know they're gonna they're gonna look to attack, and this is what they do. I mean, this is how this is what makes them great is that they can create, and you can they can make a play and get things going. Listen, I'm I'm nitpick, nitpicking on that, but they do yeah. have to get better. No, much like rebounding, they, the Nets they better rebound the basketball. They better they got to take care of the basketball. But everybody, every coach is looking at where they are statistically and what their weaknesses are and saying, oh, let's do a better job of that. I think we're getting back to that drop coverage and all that. I think that was a big part of when you switch on the floor, uh, one through five, there's too many times when your five is out on the perimeter. When it's right. that, that, is, that is as big a reason as any. But, you know, some I hate to be too technical about too many things. Well, it, <laughs> I don't know if you if you it's almost like we know stuff, but we don't really know. You know what I mean? Like yep. we know what we know. If you sit down with an NBA coach sometime and watch film, you realize how little you know. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm seeing what I see, and I'm trying to explain the obvious, but they can go three steps beyond and do it a lot and quicker. You know what I mean? Like it right. So I don't ever like to act like I know, no, I know, I, I, I know what I'm seeing and, and I can have a thoughts on it, but I have so much respect for these guys, their attention to detail and how they see the game. It just blows me away. So I'm always careful not to get too cute as to 
Yeah. Uh, this is this is what they're doing, and uh, this is how they do it. And I got to be a little careful, you know. Uh oh, this is that. That's a big hole in my career. This, that's it no, 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 no. I, I, I my I'm stick saying, is done. It's more, it's more of a respect thing to them. Yeah, I, and, I hear you. What we're trying to do is convey that. We, listen, we know what we know. Yeah, we want to transfer it to the fan, and yet we have this incredible respect at the same time of knowing. Listen, this this is what we know, but it's not like. I coached for 20 years, 17 years, Division One basketball. And I I, co- I couldn't go out and really run a great practice. I couldn't like, okay, this is what we're going to do in practice. This is how we're going to do it and sell mm. it well. I might know what's going on, but to be a good coach or a coach, you have to be able to sell it and you have to have an answer for every situation possible to have the credibility with the players. Sorry, get jacked up talking basketball with you. Keep going. No, 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 no. This is good. Um, yeah, I well, first of all, that's pro- that's probably my number one. If I had to make a a dream board, I think number one would be to be in an NBA film room like that. Just I because I just know I want to feel like I know. Yeah, you know. you're if you keep doing what you're doing, because we all we both know what we know. Yeah, and you keep doing, and you keep studying. But you're right. You have you would have to get to. The difference between watching the games, knowing the game, knowing this, and again being in an NBA film room and and, be, and learning from a coach and watching right. what they do—it's—it's it, it's a, it's a different level. And I have in, too much respect for those people. They're, they're, it's oh, really me too. Impressive. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I'm just—I'm literally just learning on YouTube. So, um, so just well, to you're be pretty a fly good, on man. the wall. Thank you. You have you have you have the brain. You have the um, way you process it well. Then. If that's how you, Thank if you want, you process it amazingly well. Thank amazingly you. well. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I write everything down. I think that's the only thing I can, uh, I can say. Hey, um, smart. You know, if you're smart and you, and you're, and you're, uh, love it. If you're really intelligent and you love something, you'll get good at it. But the right. thing, again, I, I, I'm just, it's just, these guys are, are, are it's, it's, it's different level. When 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 they're when they're doing stuff that that I that I I can't tell you how much I respect. I, I you and me both. Um, I I want to know what's your favorite what's your favorite moment game that you've ever called. Oh wow! Uh, you know what? A, my favorite moment, but it only lasted a moment, was Katie's. Three, I thought that was a three last year against oh. the Bucks. Oh, and, and and I don't know if you've ever heard Chris Carino's call of it. I, I've like, yeah, I saw it late, on your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, late in game. Well, he's brilliant. The late in games, I because I, I have to really pick my spots to talk. You know what I mean? Because that play by play guy is 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 making big calls, and you don't jump on the call, and you don't do this. So I just sat back watch the play, listen to this brilliance of uh, a, a brilliance in my ear of Chris Carino and the brilliance. I thought they won the game, but I can't, I don't yell or anything like that. I'd screw everything up. You know what I mean? Like I can't, right. ah, I can't go like that. Yeah. 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 And That's what I did. The, he had the poise to wait. He knows how to look for the, I thought they won the game. So I thought when you say my favorite moment, yeah, it was, but unfortunately it was only, only a moment because it was maybe, uh, two seconds later, you realize that um, 
that was not a three, it was a two. So that was uh, that was pretty amazing. But I'm sure there's other ones, but that just is so fre- fresh I'm, fresh on all our minds. I might as well go with that. Yeah, I mean, I you know, we might have lost some people there. Like, I think a couple people could have turned off the podcast there, but you know what? It's all right. We'll, we'll get them back. Um, I Yeah, it's that moment's fresh. It hurts, I think, for a lot of people. But, I mean, for me, I remember that also. We're not really supposed to talk in the media section. Uh, I let off a loud scream, a visceral scream, I think, when that happened. Because yeah. uh, it was just, it's one of those moments where I couldn't even control what was going on in my head and uh, apparently with my with uh, my, <laughs> my vocal cords also. But I just, that was like no other. I mean, that series in itself too, you know, game five was one of those games where I just don't know if I've ever seen somebody play basketball that well when KD just went nuts. Yeah. Um, and and then you obviously have game seven a couple of days later. Just a great series. It's it's not one that I think Nets are Nets fans are going to look back on with a ton of um, smiles. But yeah, just God, I, that that's way up there for me. No, I mean the, the highlights of of Jason Kidd. You know, I was during that time were amazing. What what he would do up and down the. I can't tell you watching how he would. But there's just too many of them. You know what yeah. I mean? Too many of them. And it was more that his persona and how he played the game and how he set up guys and how we'd always go to Madison Square Garden and he would put on one of the great shows. It's like he waited all the time. Okay, let's go to the garden now. And he won like 20 games in a row there. I don't know how many, but he beat right. the Knicks forever. And it's some of these passes. He had this one pass that was a bowling ball pass. Wait, wait, wait. He, he bowled it from three quarters court. Mm. And he had the spin on it, like uh, like he was uh, uh, Weber or these Earl Anthony. I don't know. I my my references are so old, you won't even know. But a <laughs> bowler, okay, a bowler. He spun it, and it got to Richard Jefferson on a spin, and went. There. I was like, oh, I've seen it all. So that was that's. I mean, there's a lot of them, and all the dunks, and Vince Carter could fly in mm. 360, and he'd dunk over people once a Lonzo morning, but. But the KD thing, I don't think I ever. Um, it's fresh on our, fresh on our mind. That maybe in, I'm sorry we lost a few listeners on that. <laughs> I think they'll come back. Hopefully we can get them back. Um, here's a good one uh, to get to get the listeners back. Um, what what like a funniest moment that you've had while calling a game? Oh wow. There's I'm assuming yeah. There's a lot, but I, I think we're pretty enjoyable. You know, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm kind of I want it to be entertaining I want it to be loose so I think if you listen to the broadcast uh and you listen one thing we have let's be honest we have the best broadcasters in the league we know that right on TV oh, yeah. and, and everywhere we have the best it's not even it's really I hate to say it, it's not close I mean think about it I mean Ian's national is going to TNT every day Ryan Rucco goes from our game to ESPN the next night Sarah Kustak is amazing. Richard Jefferson is an amazing rising star. Uh, Michael Grady is like, how many Emmys can you be nominated for? You know what I mean? Like, come on. I mean, come on. So these people are, 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 are really, really special. And, you know, and, and that's how I think about even with uh, Chris Carino, you know, and, 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 and what, what we do. And we like they have the point I was trying to make was they have fun, but we yeah. kind of know you got to know your audience. And if it's in the second quarter, you better be having your second quarter. You got a guy on the turnpike. I got to be telling him like a story about what a crappy coach I was and stuff like that. You know, like <laughs> you got to like 
or you got to have a, a quote or a phrase or, a, you know, something, something silly or it's a, a little bit if it, if it's appropriate, but never when they, never when the game is important, never when it met, you got to cons- but considering the listener. So, so I, we have a lot of funny moments. I don't know that I could, I could zone in on, 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 on any one, you know? Yeah, I I mean that's interesting. Like just calling a game and and that balance, finding uh, your pockets. I guess. Um, how long did that take for you to figure well, out? Uh, uh, you know what? I, I, there's a I, I love quotes. You know, because I, I think they're interesting to people. Miles Davis was a famous jazz musician. You know, his quote. One of he had a million quotes, but one of them was, "It takes a long time to play like yourself," and I feel that way in broadcasting. It takes a long time to be who you are. So when you're listening to a broadcast and I'm on it and Chris Carino said, it's really kind of who we are. You know, we might have a broadcasting tilt to it. I mean, we're not, we know we're broadcasting the game, but at some point you become, you become who you are on the air. You have to, you have to. And, 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 and that's either good or bad. And so this is kind of who I am. I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of, I love basketball. You can see that. I, I like, I like to laugh. I like to have fun. And, and, and I'm not trying. This is just kind of who I am. I'm not, maybe if you're the super technical guy, you know what I mean? Like, listen, if, if in New York, you're listening, Brendan Brown is outstanding with the Knicks, right? He's an out, he's a radio guy, does my job. He's outstanding, but you can tell that our personalities are not the same. He is really unbelievable technical. I mean, you would—he's—that's he, a guy you want to sit down with. He's great technical. Boom, boom. I'm kind of like, yeah, technical with this, that, but I, I try to. I, 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 this is who I am, and that's what it takes a while. I think it takes—it really took a couple of years to get more comfortable, and then every year you get even more comfortable. I mean, I think what Yes does so well is that they apply personality. Like you feel like even as a viewer, if you're watching for you know your first time, you get a really good feel for who all these people are. And I think that's a really unique experience. Not only are you getting a game explained to you with technical terms and, and just you have a really good idea of what's going on. It matches the energy of the game, but also to like add, I guess, as you said, add that personality to it is just, I, it's really impressive. And it's, uh, it just, yeah. it, it's I couldn't it's it's weird to like watch a game um on mute like it's it's you know because I've had to do that if I'm at you know in public or watching right. a game and I'm like this is not even remotely close to the same. <laughs> I, 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 I um I I totally agree and, and they are at a level that is it's national level highest level you could be every everybody that's on the air there and you know we talk about you know coaching and this and that and different people there's been one constant there and this is behind the scenes but frank de grace is the producer of of the yes network you know what i mean and of 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 the every every broadcast he's the coach he's the head coach you know what i mean the the producer is the head coach there's a director that cuts all the shots but he's the head coach and he has one much like coaching had an incredible eye for talent you know what I mean? He, Ian's have been there forever, and we all know he's he's the world's greatest, right? But to know that Sarah was going to be great at it, at being not just a side. She could be much. She was much more than a sideline. She wasn't a sideline. She was 
she's a better hooper than all of us, right? She's she, and to know that Richard was going to be great. And I can still remember going back to Mark Jackson working for the Nets and how Frank DeGrace would coach him daily. Mark wasn't great in November. Mark, Mark worked with me. He, Mark wasn't particularly good in November. De- December, he got better, and they, Frank would coach him. Then he started getting really good in December. He started really being himself. He, got, he It came to him quick. He, then he started being fun. Then he was on ABC by February. You know what I mean? Like So um, a person not everybody knows, I just wanted to make sure that there's a guy, Frank DeGrace, who's the boss of all of it at the games. There's other bosses, obviously, John Filippelli and everybody at Yes, but he has an incredible eye for talent. And then when the talent's there, he coaches the heck out of him. Um, well, I mean, I it's he's doing a good job because it's no, it's the best. <laughs> it's overwhelming how much talent there is. It yes, no, 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 it's, and, and 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 while we're at it, I mean, when you say who the best people are, everybody thinks Chris Carino is the best at what he does. And he's a nasty, he, I get Chris Crane. Unfortunately this year, he's taking a couple Sundays off because we're just getting used to everything with the net. He's an NFL broadcaster every week. He's an Olympic broadcaster. He's, he, he is um, so talented, so smooth. And I have wor- loved my 20 years working with him. I can barely do one sport. So I, anything, I respect all you guys for, for covering multiple sports. I, I don't know how you do it, honestly. No, I don't. I mean, I don't. I, have, I only have one. But the guys that do that, it's, it's, it's really so, so impressive to me. And they know it. They can do it. And they do the game. And as play-by-play, they, can, they, can, they don't just do play-by-play. They can give a little analysis. And then you can build on the analysis. So that, that's really good. Like when I'm doing a game with Chris, Chris is going to tell us in his call what he's what he's seeing too, and he'll add to it. And then I need to go. Then I'll go to the next level. It allows me to get even more deeper into my uh, description, you know. But I got to be quick. You got to be in and out and all that kind of stuff. I know you have to get going, um, but I I I just building your chemistry and like how have you seen it evolve over the years with Chris? Uh, that's a great question. I, I think um, I think it's a little bit like we talked about with the Nets team. If if you really like somebody and you really respect them, you you, you, fi- you try to figure it out. Like I'm not the star- the play by play guy on radio, and Chris Carino is the star, right? I am the sidekick. I'm pretty <laughs> good with that. I you know I'm really good with that. I really like it. I don't mind that. He's the star. I'm looking to set up or get out of his way or we make each other, try to make each other look good all the time. He's probably heard my jokes 15 times and he'll still laugh a little bit, you know, because he's probably probably figuring there's there's people out there haven't heard this, but I know it's coming again. Here comes this stupid line, you know, but, but so no, it's, I don't know. And, and it's, it's just worked out great though. It's just worked out great. It's a respect thing. I think he's the world's greatest uh, at what he does. Uh, I, I, I don't know. When you talk about the best in broadcasting, I, I would put his name up there. I don't care if you're on TV, radio, if you, what team you do, whatever. He's, 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 at the, he's, in that, he's in the 1% club of the best in the business, in my opinion. Not in my opinion. I think that's the thing. I don't want to say my opinion. Talk to everybody that's listening yep. to him. Right. Concentrate. No, he's, 
really that good. It's just that everybody has a little bit different style. We are just loaded with with talent um, up and down up and down the uh, the roster of uh, Yes Network, and then I, I think it carries over to, to radio. And I'm not, not, it sounds like I'm, I'm I hope I'm not talking about myself, but there, there's a lot of really good people. Don't sell yourself short. I, Don't sell no, yourself I'm short. Not good. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say <laughs> that. But I, you know, like I don't know. I'm just kind of. I'm sharpening up, man. I got guys like you on my heels. I got. I got to be on my. I got to be on my game. Look, I'm turning into a social media guy. You put. I, I got to do it. I'm learning from you. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> um, Tim, this is great. This is awesome. Uh, this is a lot a, of stress, a, right? A lot of stress. A no, this stress. is great. I prepped all these questions, and like, this is. No, I, I didn't even use any of them. <laughs> no, I don't know. I can't. Sometimes I forget to. Sometimes I forget we're on the air when I'm on the air too. So I got. See, that's why like, you're good at this, though. Is you can just. It's it's so natural for you to be on there, and you're entertaining and, and knowledgeable. Yeah, I got lucky because I wasn't naturally like I knew a lot of basketball, but I wasn't yeah. naturally great on the floor yeah, a lot of people think they're going to be a great head coach because they know basketball right being a head coach is 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 hard and, and we probably haven't talked enough about steve nash but i want you to know i'm blown away by him i'm blown away by him nightly the relationships aspect of it uh, just uh, i i i use this word because this this great broadcasting uh coach named patricia stark uses this he has this word, a made-up word, confidence. He has confidence about him. He's Ooh. a calmness. That's a great word, isn't it? Oh, that's good. That's good. I like calm. If you see that in a column, uh, I'll, I'll give Put you a shout-out. Put it in there, but it's, you got to get <laughs> Patricia Stark. I will. She's a broadcasting coach. She, she has a book book named that. And his, you can, I mean, think about his background. Like, these guys, the respect he has, the coolness he has, the humbleness he has, and his mastery of the language. He's a talk about like me and you got to communicate and talk. Listen to his press conference. His choice of words, the phraseology he utilize, he uses. It's just really good without being pompous. He's yep. really, really like he uses words that I know, but I forgot that I knew. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, uh, hey, how you doing kind of guy. Right. He, 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 I just think, I think the players totally respect him. I totally think his humbleness is, is allows the team to be a player driven team. And that's how you can be great. You know what I mean? He's kind of, he's not trying to be on the forefront of everything, but he will be. And you know, he's doing a lot. He's acting, you know, he, he's, he's just, just right for this situation. And, and, and I think he's, I think he, he, this is challenging to, to, to so many people, but he is the right guy and the perfect personality uh, for this group. And I'm blown away by him. He might say, well, I haven't coached a million games. The amazing thing about Steve Nash is he admits that like his humbleness is so is appealing. And yet he, he, he's pretty good. He talks about the game after the game. I've got my pen out and I watch the post-game interviews over and he teaches me what exactly happened during that game and where, where it evolved. And I think he's got a beautiful feel for it. Amazing, amazing feel. He, KD also, KD is another one where you just, he's just a basketball genius. There is no genius. other way. Absolute the, genius. The post, when he talks about the game, 
No, if you guys, you hear that with LeBron too. They can almost go possession by possession. It's, it's unbelievable. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. It's savants. You know, like it's not, you can't be the greatest in the world at something and just be a physical talent. Yeah. It's, it's everything. It's the brilliance of knowing. And KD sums up a game in about two sentences. I'm like, holy cow. He just yep. did my job. I've been yep. working two hours to say that. <laughs> but so just, you know, so just, but, but isn't KD impressive with that? I mean, Harden's good too, but, but, but KD kind of like, he's almost like you can't wait to hear what he says in, in a good way. Like he really makes sense. He, I'm right away. And, and he breaks it down in about three sentences and you're like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. You know, that's Yeah. I, you know, I rewatch full games and it'll take, you know, a couple hours and, and I'll look at what KD's quotes were yesterday. And I'm like, well, yeah, you nailed it. It was uh, yeah, yeah, overhelping. There's a lot else. of information out there. If you're willing to look for it in the right spots, you know yep. what I mean? There's a lot of people, everybody knows stuff. Everybody knows stuff we don't know. And if you'll listen and you'll pay attention to everyone, yep. you'll, you'll constantly be learning. And, and at the pace you're doing your job and how you do it and your way to absorb and teach and learn, man, sky's the limit. So I, I just want to tell you how much I appreciated beyond being on here. And, uh, uh, you know, I got to hustle out to a state championship soccer game. How about that? How about that? I, I got my best friends to coach at West Orange High School. Come on. I don't want you to be late. I don't want you no, to be, no, late, so. be late. West Orange <laughs> got to be Carney tonight. We got we to gotta take Carney. Come on. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting against Carney. Uh, oh, we don't like Carney. <laughs> I'll, I'll put up. Maybe we'll print some, like, uh, some Boo Carney t-shirts. No, no. Bill Rafter is from Carney. Bill Rafter is from Carney. So it's unbelievable. <laughs> Um, Tim, this is my section where I let you plug away, uh, you know, share anything you've got coming out, anything you're excited for. No, I got nothing. nothing. I got no, I'm not plugging anything. I got nothing. I got nothing. Have me I on later in the year for my basketball <laughs> camp in the summer and stuff like that. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll that. I could be a regular. That's what wasn't hard. I mean, look, I, I would be honored if we could make that happen. I could bet the, you know, the guy in the couch, you know, the guy sitting down. <laughs> you don't even know who Ed McMahon is, but that was Johnny Carson. Andy Richter, remember them with Conan. I could be that guy. I can sit down. I'm a good I, second banana. Oh, yes, Carino. <laughs> Come on. All right. <laughs> All right, my friend. I'm going to let you get going. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thank you, Tim, for joining. Uh, that was a ball. <laughs> <laughs>